in a world in crisis. Can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. everyone and welcome to a show called hate you can't hear me no uh can we go louder still? can you hear me oh, oh, yes. oh, yeah. oh almost, a bit, almost a bit too loud okay uh okay thank you thank you uh hello everyone and welcome to a show called hate a podcast or indeed in this instance a live show in which we explore love hate and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective i'm john i'm nick i'm chris now um Due to a massive clerical error, mm. we've been allowed on stage at the Cheltenham Literature Festival and uh, we're honoured to be here and hopefully we'll not distract you all too much from the excellent food which is currently being served here. Fingers crossed. I maintain it's some sort of sick joke and we're not actually supposed to be here. A fever but dream. But it's happening so let's roll with it. A fever dream if you will. Yeah. Well as a bit, I guess we should put a bit more context here. So while we normally talk about the loves and hates in our everyday life, these little gripes and pleasures that keep us going. Well, there's not enough really in this country to moan about properly at the moment, so we thought we'd bring something We're going to, to, get, we're going to bring yeah, things down. that's it. Everything's so upbeat and lovely right the now. The country's <laughs> just, just doing fantastic. So that's what we're saying. here for, to bring everything down a little bit. But, but, bringing things down... Bringing things down. ...with a literary twist. Yes, yes. Well, we thought we should make it slightly literary merit. Yes, so we... Or give we, it some, anyway. <laughs> this is one of our rare themed episodes in which we are going to be discussing uh, things we love and hate about the world of literature. Yes, correct. Now, as an extra caveat, do we need to maybe introduce ourselves a bit more? Okay, if you like. Yeah. So as a bit of context... We're uh, assuming people care. Well, we're assuming people don't know about us, which is, you know, yeah. frankly, very likely yeah, given the scenario. So, as a bit of extra context, uh, my name is John Locke, and I'm a Cheltenham-based writer. And I was lucky enough to uh, appear here a couple of days ago talking about some of my comics, which I work on. I'm Nick Angel, and I'm an artist, uh, comic book artist, illustrator, and graphic designer, also based in Cheltenham. And I'm Chris, I have nothing to do with writing or art, but I also (laughs) live in Cheltenham. Hey, you're there also you here. I'm also here. <laughs> the local colour and flavour. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, form, the format of this show, and as we always say, format is king, uh, the format of this show is that each week we bring a topic of hate and a topic of love to the table Correct. for discussion. Uh, and then we kind of pass judgment at the end of it all to see which one won out, be yeah. it love or hate. Correct. With a literary twist this time, though. It's very important. To rem- so It's very important to remember that, because my love was going to be sausage sandwiches. Really? And now I can't use that. Yeah, unless there's a book about sausage sausage, like a recipe there may, book. There may well be, but yeah. I've not got the time or inclination to research such a book. Fair enough. Why would we research for a show? And also, I know uh, in our long, long discography and of, you know, past episodes, mm. I, I kind of feel that you have discussed sausages on several occasions. How dare you? <laughs> Thinking with your stomach. Well, to keep the format uh, kind of going, as we always say, format is king. Indeed. Nick, would you like to get us started? Okay, Please. sure, yeah. So, um, I have a hate that I'm going to bring to you guys today. Oh, thank you. Please, please. Um, you know how you can buy those books and they have bones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay. Slow, slow, slow down. down. I introduced the concept of a book to you first. Professor. No, you can get these books 
They're quite large, colourful, mainly for children. Oh, sure. And they have buttons down the side of them. I recall That them. have little sound effects. I recall them. Yeah, I hate these books. Why? Let me tell you why. I don't believe you. So most, they're usually like Disney themed, like they're yeah, usually yeah. tied into movies and things. So firstly, you've got the movie. Yeah. We don't need this sort of halfway between audiobook and reading experience. Don't need that. Don't need that at all, right? I feel you're sucking the joy out of these endeavours. So. Okay, let me give you an example, right? Oh, give me an example. When you, press the, when you press the button, so, so you're reading the book, right? And it'll have the prose, and then it'll have a little symbol, which is the the little uh, uh, button you have to press sure. at that time, right? Sure. Okay. And, like, when you press it, it doesn't fit in with what's being said in the story, okay. right? Okay, I'm just going to leap in here. Is it entirely possible that you have... Oh, sorry, can we, oh. Hear, can we hear me now? Is it entirely possible that you've just picked up a broken one? It is entirely Does possible. Does it make any sound whatsoever? So let's say it's got a little, you know, a little raccoon as one of the buttons. Right? I don't know Disney movies. That's probably a what, raccoon. What in noise would a raccoon make? Well, this is, you think it would be like raccoon when you press it or something. <laughs> but instead it's like... Wait, it's, it's, oh, that's why it's called a raccoon, because <laughs> that's the noise it makes. So, oh. so, so you know, it's like Pokemon, right? So, yeah. so the scenario is, the scenario is that in the context of a story, it goes, and then the hero was surprised because a raccoon jumped out of a of a hedge yeah and you're 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 annoyed that the raccoon didn't say raccoon i'm annoyed that when you press the raccoon button it says hello i'm billy the raccoon let's go on an adventure which doesn't fit in with the story at all because if you read the the sentence it'll be like little alice met hello i'm billy the raccoon let's go on an adventure i, I mean and then they went on an adventure <laughs> if a raccoon made the noise raccoon it would just give away its position tactically mm. That's the problem I have with this. Oh, I see. So you're coming at it from an evolutionary natural selection perspective. If a raccoon's hiding in a hedge and it goes, raccoon, by Mm. accident, but the person would then know there's a raccoon in there. I mean, I'm going to jump out at me. I'm coming from a Disney angle where where, raccoons talk and don't care about being preyed on. I'm thinking too hard about this. You really are. I'm not at all. (laughs) I maintain, normally I'd be with you instantly 100% of the way, Mm. but I feel the logical leaps you have to take to get angry at this oh, are, yeah. are, are baffling here. I'm just like, I'm, I'm expecting a consistent literary, literary experience. Okay. Right? So they've replaced a word with a little picture of a raccoon. Sure. Yeah. So that should either say Billy the raccoon or just raccoon in context of that sentence. But, right? then, but then on the flip side of that, you can't have a button for literally everything. No. You can't then have a button. It might some... be better if they did. Maybe it would, but there'd like be too what? many buttons. Can you imagine the size of that book? I mean... Because normally you have two rows of, say, ten buttons each. Yeah, if you're lucky, sometimes just one row Sometimes just one row. One row. But <laughs> you can't have literally a button for every single no, noise guess... that it may or may not make. Is it, is it conceived? Logistically. Then we're in an interactive audio environment then. Think of the poor voice actors. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Out loud. okay just, to, just to play moderator here. Mm. Is it conceivable, going back to the idea that maybe you just had a bad one? Or a broken one. Okay. Mm. Is it conceivable that each of the audio files got bumped one along in sequence? Oh, yeah. So when I pressed, like, tall ship... It said, it's Hello. me, Pocahontas. <laughs> Hello, I'm, I'm a raccoon. I'm here, I'm here to go on an adventure with you. I don't, I don't know where this raccoon's come from. I apologise for this. Okay, so, so I feel yeah. we're, we're pinning a lot of the blame here on, on, the raccoon. on the raccoon. Yeah, like if I'd, said, if I'd said adorable hamster, you wouldn't have all of this problem with me. It's because I picked raccoon. I, and, maybe, oh. and maybe like, well, and also as your backup animal, you picked an animal 
that does not have a discernible or easily recognizable cry. Yeah. So you went like, raccoon was your first bet, mm -hmm. and you're like, well, no, that doesn't make, what, what noise does a raccoon make? I know, it's madness. Then you went straight to hamster. Yeah. Have not, you been let down by one of these books in the past? I think that's what we're getting to. Yeah. Have I you mean, emotionally, emotionally, yeah, it's just, just left a scar? I just feel like it's, it's creating an experience where you're meant to press a button to fill a gap. Yeah. And that to me sounds quite appealing. Like, oh, cool. And then I'll press that and then it will complete that bit of the sentence. But it doesn't. It goes off on a random tangent because it's using an audio clip taken from a movie yeah. and it doesn't fit in with the story they've written yeah. in the book. Okay. So it's an outrage. So, okay. So what if it was a non-movie tie-in audio book would okay. you be okay with that well like like treasure island or something okay well just like I, a classic okay well here's <laughs> prejudice okay. <laughs> the there's a lot of buttons for that one <laughs> <laughs> mr darcy looked uh un, uh unimpressed and you press like when the, the raccoon came out of the hedge <laughs> <laughs> raccoon raccoon okay i had as a as a kid i had one of his little books mm. Only it came with... I have, a, I have beloved childhood memories of these books. Yeah, so I, I, you're not really, winning, you're not really <laughs> winning us over here. But wow. I had one that had like a, uh, a little uh, piano what? on the bottom. So every button was a different note. What purpose would that serve? Isn't that just a piano? Yes, but it was a, a book attached yeah, to it. Yeah, it. it was a book. Yeah, but did you like play? Was there music to play? Yeah, yes. Right. It wasn't, did, it, did, it it was, make, did it make a tune or, or a did story. it just play one note when you pressed it? Or did it just say You're raccoon. having a can of worms here, John. Well, no, no, every, like a, okay. This is, this is okay, okay, more questions than answers. Okay, frankly. let's just roll this back a minute because I think you're getting confused. Mm. I am a very confused. A piano in the real world, every key makes a different noise. I'm aware of that. We're okay um, with thank, that. Thank you. Okay. I'm not following. So imagine that, okay. but smaller, sure. plastic, right. with a MIDI file to right. eat, uh, attached to a book. Yes. So it's still a piano. Right. But... Now What's you're the book about? Uh, do you remember like um, <laughs> Richard Scary books? Scary? Uh, no. Uh, the Happy World of Richard Scary. It's not doing anything. Let's just no, say yes. Yeah. It's not ringing any bells. It now. was like a little town of cats, and I think the main guy, his friend, was a worm who lived in that or drove an apple car. <laughs> no. No. I swear this exists. I swear this I'm looking, at, I'm looking at you blankly for the benefit of our listeners in the future. I'm looking at you blankly. It's, it's a popular global franchise yeah. of adorable and well-received children's cool, books. Cool. Okay. It's not yep, my yep. fault that you are ignorant. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Whatever you say, John. High art, I'm sure. Yeah, so okay, it's fine. like you're getting you're getting a nice story, mm. and you have a piano. Right. And, and what I want to know is with. what I want to know is how the piano interacts with the reading of the story experience. Well, I don't know. Does it say? Oh, um, Richard Starry rolled into town. Press this button to hear how that happened. Or, Bob. yeah, and it just goes. Well, it's no, like, well, that's not the associated noise I would, I would put with well, that. Well, no, maybe it's more like. Um, I feel like we're turning on you from Nick's hate. <laughs> I love it's, it. like, it's an I'm unfortunate very state of affairs. I'm, I'm defending this institution here, but no, it's okay. So maybe it's more like little Billy mm -hmm. is practicing his piano. Oh, like, okay. So there's he, a musical theme to the story, and he wants to impress all his friends in like Animal Town or wherever he lives. Sure. Okay. And then it would have. What, a, what animal is Billy? Oh, let's say. A Come on, he's a raccoon. He's a raccoon. Yeah, you know. And let's I say most lovable creature of all. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm completely. No, no one would no call their raccoon Billy. <laughs> okay, so you've come got on. Little little Billy the cat uh, wants to impress everyone by playing the piano. Mm. And lo and behold, not only do you get to enjoy a story yeah. in like short paragraph bursts, you get a bit of musical notation, and you've got to follow the music. And then you can play the music. Okay, great. I think this does still play into my hate though, like. 
How? That's, that's a complete breakaway from either a reading experience or an interactive yeah. audio book experience. It's yeah. a halfway house, which is horrible and doesn't give us either. Is it? Is I it, hate it. Are you? I. Is that, it, John? Okay, I know. I know you're a joyless, angry man. Yeah. Yeah, but but I think that's the reason we're all here. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in good company. But are you more angry that these children's books are setting children up to expect that all books going forward in life will be multimedia? Maybe. Is it kind of like you? You're like Icarus. You flew too close to. <laughs> you flew too close to the sun. At I just an early don't age. like them, really. I just don't. I just don't. The only thing I'll give you that I like about them is when their batteries start to run out. And well, then when they you speak the slightly slower, and it's like I'm Billy the Raccoon. Raccoon. I feel. I. I just. I. I want it on record that I feel we are pinning far too much blame on this. Fiction, doubly fictional I, raccoon here. I would go as far as saying that Nick, <laughs> as he is today, Hello. is not the target demographic for these books. Well, I think the I'm, interactive nature well, of them is uh, good for children. But and I'm that coming, is why people like me have beloved childhood memories. I'm coming from a place them. when I was the, the right demographic, when I was that age. So you I were angry about this then. at the time? I've been angry I'm surprised about this, this has never for come 20 up. 20 years. <laughs> I've been harboring this hate <laughs> until today for you. I've known you for a, a good deal of time now, and this has never come up. I've been pushing it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming out. Just to get through a day. On the worst stage possible. <laughs> the thing is, like now, in your daily basis, in your daily life, you can enjoy both books. Yes. And the sounds. Yeah, and podcasts and audiobooks so, and movies. So maybe how... There's no you? place for this this horrible in-betwixt medium. There's no place well, for it. Well, who's to say it didn't come to you at a time in this critical mm. window of learning as a youth that it, 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 it made you what you are today? So what you're saying is it appeared into my life and it scarred me so badly that I wanted to do what I could to address the crimes it had committed in my past to move on from it. And therefore, you're on my side. There's a That's lot to unravel saying. here. That's There's an, an awful lot to unravel you, you, here. You're, you're, you're twisting my words. I think you're with me. I you're think twisting you're with my words this. to suit your rhetoric. This is grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, how about this then? In the interest of uh, moving on, I yeah. have, I have oh, a headache. Oh, I see. Yeah, fine. I, I, We've had yours now. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, We're done had, with that. You've had, you've had your moment. You've had your moment. Okay. I hate, and this is a bit of a, a random one, but I hate scary books. <laughs> I hate scary books uh, for, for, for two reasons. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to like expand upon this. Okay. The first one is I was told at a young age by an English teacher mm. that a book will always be scarier than a film right? because your imagination yeah. is far greater and worse than sure. a film, than a movie could I'll take possibly that. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and secondly, I don't think I've ever been scared by a book. Right. Really? Uh, yeah, because if I'm finding a book a little scary, mm. I might, uh, you know, uh, put it down. <laughs> uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas if That's I'm That's the coward's way out, Joe. Well, if Do I'm you in, not have a remote for your DVD player? <laughs> well, if I'm in the cinema and I'm watching a, a scary movie, Mm. Uh, I might go, well, the scariest thing here is that I can't leave for the intense social embarrassment mm. that would accompany me as I, I walked down I the aisle. I walked out of a scary movie once. Out of fear? Yeah. yeah. Really? It wasn't even Tell that scary a movie. I can't even remember what it was called now. Queen of the Damned, that was what it was called. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, Disney, Pixar's, Planes. No, I, and it was, it was gory rather than scary, but I was like, I cannot handle this. No. I was 16. I was like, okay. I've got to save face. So I sort of just left. Didn't tell anyone. Loo. Didn't tell anyone. Just walked out. <laughs> I was going, going to Toys R Us. Oh, well, that's a much safer yeah. place, yeah. I, I was going to... I was going got to, a little... Well, other toy shops are available. <laughs> I, think, I think you can be, like, horrified by a book. I think you can be kind of, like, unsettled. Mm. But I think because you can control the pace that you're enjoying it, 
I think it's a little harder to feel abject terror. I'll tell you something. Okay. A book made me jump once. Did it? What, did it, it fell out of your hand or something? <laughs> it fell off a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> because there was a ghost behind you. It was a spooky book. It's a, it's a comic book, but it's a, that's a book, right? That's a book. And it's, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you've read this, Lock and Key. Spooky horror comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. great book. Fantastic. And book. I turned the page and there was a reveal of a point in the story where there was a ghost. But oh. you didn't see the, in the artwork, she was sort of somewhat obscured. Right. And it was a full page sort of splash image. And as you turn the page, at first I didn't see her. And then I did. And I literally was like, whoa, like that. It was amazing. A book did that. So in your face. I would be interested <laughs> to know if any prose has ever made anyone jump. Mm. That like, would be interesting like to know. Like you turn the page and there's just one word. It just, it just says bang. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Unless it were a pop-up book. Oh, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> but a pop-up book moves at the pace you dictate. Yes, but imagine. How, you couldn't just go, oh. No, but imagine you're reading like Pride and Prejudice, right? It's prose, prose, the prose. The pop-up version. You, well, you don't know, okay. right? And it's just solid like text. Page after page of like just words, and then suddenly, bam! Mr. Darcy's there. Ah, I think he's in that book. I don't know. Yes, is he? yes, he is. I've read it. Um, yeah, you didn't know it was a pop-up book, and then suddenly it is one. And there's just one moment where Mr. Darcy leaps into your eyeballs. Whew. Yeah, unless it's like. I mean, that would probably make me jump. Yeah, exactly. To be fair, we well, you know you know sometimes in pop-up books there's like a, like a little cardboard strip yeah. you can pull, pull it out to yes. reveal something. Yeah, yeah. That? I'm with you. And the tension there is is kind of palpable because you're like. I'm in this contract with the book now. I'm in a kind of like, we have a social contract where mm. I have yeah. to, I have to pull that strip. If you I, don't pull it, you're a coward. I have to, I have to see what happens. And yeah. then, yeah, suddenly, bang. Dare you pull the strip? And then, yes, for all we know, it could be a really startling word that pops up. Yeah, like, like boo. Like boo, yeah. yeah. I tell, I tell the Livo. The most scary word. The, yeah, the scariest of all the words. <laughs> I, I, I tell Livo, one book did actually, I was scared by one book once. Okay, so this whole hate is, is predicated on nothing. Was it supposed to be scary? <laughs> Yes, it was... Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. No, no, it was uh, Salem's Lot by Stephen King. Oh, okay. okay. So that is an intentionally scary it book. It is an intentionally scary book, but I also read, uh, say, like, It and, you know, Scary Clowns. They're, That's you know, scary. Yeah, always scary. Quint quintessential. However, I, I read It over the course of, like, three years or whatever, which I think is, like, the intended way you're meant to consume that novel, because really? it, is, it is massive. Oh, okay, right, okay. Uh, and um, <laughs> It just kind of like entertained me it wasn't like it wasn't yeah. spooky but it's, I, it's ones that make you think that's probably the problem did it make you think it made me laugh and then it made me think oh, yeah. that's the best kind yeah. yeah but i think i think the context is everything like i was uh, i think it was the day after a birthday of mine right and i was home alone because I think my uh -oh. family uh, were in Wales, that's, I, I mean, think. That's a rookie mistake, John. When you're reading, reading a scary, a scary book, book, Home Alone, and I was by a candlelight, and I was a little, that's dangerous. Um, I think I was maybe like a little tired and emotional after maybe some of the excesses of my birthday. Oh, okay, and, too much cake. Uh, to kind of uh, recover, I started reading uh, Salem's, uh, Salem's Lot. Sounds like a great idea, John. Which is great. And uh, there's a big conceit in this book, which is about uh, vampires. Oh, 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 is it? Ooh. Uh, oh, there's a there's a famous scene in the movie adaptation where there are um, like little vampires floating at the window, kind of like. Uh, oh, okay, that's not scary at all. Yeah, and it was it was it was unsettling. <laughs> it was creepy. Okay. And um, I think the problem was is that I started reading at maybe like 11 a.m. and then got really engrossed in the book. Okay. And then by the time I looked up again, uh, it was dark in the house. <gasps> and, that is uh, all, shocking. And none of the curtains were drawn, and I was suddenly very aware that like. 
oh, I'm an adult, and now I'm, <laughs> and now I'm very scared by this book I just read. I don't want to move in case the vampires get me. And, and that was like, that was very, both an unsettling and, uh, and a spooky book. So I guess I kind of just disproved my own point, really. Yeah. Or maybe that was the exception that proved the rule. It was like an outlier. Okay. If that's what you feel. I once read a scary book when I was very, very young. Yeah. Um, and it was recommended was it a children's me. scary book? No. Oh, this is the problem. No. I was maybe eight years old. Right. And a friend of mine who was the same age recommended this book. And I think he did it. He's like, yeah, look at me. I'm not, I wasn't scared of this book. He talked. It was weird. He a, lot like of eight, old, a lot of eight-year-olds do talk yeah, like Delboy. Yeah. yeah. So, hey. Uh, yeah, try this book out. It didn't scare me. And uh, so I started to read it on a holiday um, when I was uh, staying in my grandparents' house. And I went <laughs> in the old dungeon, <laughs> in the old scary grandparents' yeah. house. And uh, I started reading it, and it was very, very inappropriate for right. a child of that age. For multiple reasons, not just for the scary reasons, but also for other more adult reasons. I understand. Um, so being the, the lovely, conscientious child that I was, I, uh, I left my bedroom, and I went and found my mum, <laughs> and I gave it to her, and I said, I don't think I should be reading this book, mother. That, that's very <laughs> good know? of you. And she was like, oh, oh, you know, well done. Thank you. <laughs> go to bed, was she, young lad. Was ruffles she, your hair. Yeah, gives little, it a little... You little nerd. Was go she, on, off you go. Was she quite, was she quite that sarcastic? Yeah, she was really condescending my whole life. Uh, that's how I've turned out so tough. Anyway, um, I go back to bed. She goes into the living room, which is next door to the bedroom that me and my brother are sleeping in. Right. And she starts reading the book out loud to my dad and grandparents to demonstrate how unsuitable oh, this no. was. And I could hear everything. Oh, was, no. there, was there like a big spooky ventilation shaft yeah, that the voice was, like, was kind of like <laughs> trickling down? And so she was reading this like, can you believe Nick was reading this? And then verbatim just ran through yeah. one of the scariest and I mean, most hearing, adult scenes. Hearing it through a wall is probably much worse as well. Yeah, and there's me and my brother, who's younger than me, yeah. sat up in bed now, wide awake. Ah! Listening to our mum read this scary book that was unsuitable for me to read myself. I mean, based on what you've just told us about your mum, she may have been doing it to scare you. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Again, to toughen me up. It, yeah. Yeah, it's character building. Yeah, you remember it, see? Yeah, I do. I used to be scared of the Goosebumps books. Oh, yeah, mm. as a kid. I That's remember fair. making someone on Year 6 camp hide it. I was like, <laughs> can you not have that out during the night, please? Because I don't want to wake up and see the scary picture. Did they have a scary cover? Uh, not really. No, no. In, okay. in hindsight, not really. It was puppets. It was one of the puppets. Oh, ones. no, that is creepy, though. Yeah. My, my prevailing memory of most of the Goosebumps covers is that they kind of had, like, fluorescent slime, slime around yes. the edges. Yes. Yeah, yes, they're yes, all different yes. colours. Yeah. Is slime inherently scary in itself? Yeah, slime's terrifying. Imagine in that, some slime in that context, in. perhaps, yes. Yeah, like letters. Now, uh, uh, Chris Ray, you've, um, you've read a great many um, Star Wars novels, I Thank believe. Thank you, John. <laughs> Have you ever? Have that you wasn't ever... a compliment. <laughs> no, it was more like it was. Oh. It was. It was a completely neutral statement. Um, have you? Have you ever been uh, spooked quite hard by a Star Wars? Like when Darth Vader like, appears. Like all oh, the spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> oh no. Um, no. <laughs> the end. No, not really. That's a great anecdote. Well, they're, no, they're just. <laughs> Tell it again. Why are you? Why are you trying to get this anecdote out of me? When trying, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. I'm trying to involve you in uh, in the discussion. I'm, I'm plenty involved. Yeah. Easy. Uh, no, not really, because they're not those sorts of books, are they? Skulls aren't supposed to be scary, nor are they really. There's stuff that makes you think, but not uh, not on that level. <laughs> makes you think about what you're doing. Makes in your you life. think about what, what could happen what did, what, if we're not careful. <laughs> It's like in the future. Yeah. Star Wars, a cautionary tale. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, have you? I mean, just to ring, you know, I'm trying, I want to involve you here, but have have you been scared by a book or not? Yeah, plenty of plenty of times. Um, well, I was scared by everything as a child. Hmm. Everything used to scare me. Even like ET would scare me. I used to hide from ET. It's a scary movie. 
E.T. is quite creepy looking. Is it? Well, I think I was a bit freaked out by E.T. Okay, well, that's good to know. But it's not a book, but I never, so I never open myself it. up to scary books because I know that I won't be able to handle them. Mm. Same with scary movies. It's like, why put yourself through that when you know you won't enjoy it yeah. and it will leave a mental scar <laughs> for a good many years? There are a handful of scary movies, because we're going to go on to movies now, seeing as, like, format is dead. We yeah. try very um, hard to keep it about books. Yeah, but, oh, well. Um, there are there must be novelizations. Oh, yeah, let's just say that. Um, there are a handful of scary movies that I've seen that I can still think, I still think about regularly that still scare me now. So I wish I'd never seen them. Just wish, I just wish I'd never seen them. <laughs> yeah. the, um, I, think I, I think I heard something once, though, like the difference between horror and terror. Is that like terror is like a blind kind of like panic, like, oh God, like, like I a wanna, reaction. I want to get out, like a, like a jump scare ah! kind of thing. Whereas horror is almost like a, like a fascination. Like, like a creeping, psychological. Yeah, like I, I, I want to look away, but, I, but mm. I can't. And I think that's the thing that like books and stuff, uh, like a, a supposedly spooky book would, it do, would do for me. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, it's why I, I can be unsettled or I can be kind of like creeped out by a book, but because I can control the pace that I'm, uh, I'm reading it, it's like it's it's you're never going to be outright scared no i just it just hasn't happened yet or maybe i just maybe i just haven't found like a super scary book yet maybe. so is your hate then the uh, the idea or the attempt to make a scary book knowing that the medium itself is not perfect for it is that what you're getting at i don't know or maybe it's just like my inability to feel uh, a Any section of the emotional <laughs> spectrum like maybe that, maybe that's just been closed off to me i don't do know do you want to be scared though is that a form of entertainment in your mind well to be fair because I, I, I would avoid it at all costs is, yeah. it, is, that, is that not just a bigger question for society though like oh well let's let's not get too ahead well, of ourselves I, we we like we like spooky things we like horror movies we like being i don't well chris yeah, ray doesn't i walked out one <laughs> Okay, but walk with me here on this little this little journey. How scary uh, is the journey? People may like things that are different to what you like. Uh, I don't believe you. No, it's, just, it's, it's probably, never happened. There's no, there's no evidence for it at all. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's... I don't know. Maybe it's just because I haven't found it yet. Maybe that's what I'm angry at. Okay. More than anything. I hate I'm going to make it my life's quest to find a book that scares the life out of you. I'm going to do it. And that's not I'm just, you, John. That's not, <laughs> and that's not just you, like waiting in the shadows by my house with a book tied to your face. I've tried doing that; it doesn't work. <laughs> You're just like, all right, Nick. <laughs> oh, that was you. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Night of the Living Books. <laughs> Imagine that. So scary. Oh no. Wow. I've got a hate if you want one. Oh yeah, go. Oh, on. I love one. I normally, I normally do one, so I thought I'd bring one today as well. Do one today for this one. All right, go on then. Uh, I hate The Hobbit. Ooh. Now, now, I should caveat this Ooh. by saying I actually love The Hobbit. Right. However, this is like John's hate. I think this is garbage. <laughs> yeah. well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. Except you've got to play to the audience, and I feel yeah. like uh, this. That could, was a shocking revelation. That could be a, da a dangerous thing to say. Thank you. That's what I was hoping for. Bring it back. Bring I should, it back. Yeah, I should say right. that The Hobbit is a wonderful book. Uh, if you're a child and you're reading children's books, it's a great bridge to reading more grown-up books, in my opinion. I think it's a wonderful book. However, when you say that in a room full of your peers and you look like I do, <laughs> comments tend to come your way. I see. Standing right. as I do at five foot six and a half. So you blame... Or five foot seven, maybe. No, you five foot seven. Let's round it up. Let's round it up. Shall we? Yeah. So, so, um, Trouble is, I am not dissimilar in appearance to a hobbit, <laughs> some would say. 
Okay. You 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 have a certain if you say that in a room for I was at university and we were talking we were like let's get to know everyone. Oh yeah. Oh, what's your favourite book? Oh. Oh. And I go The Hobbit. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, I, bet, I bet you do. I Ooh. bet it is. I bet Ooh. it is. So autobiography, is it? Were you, were you uh, also uh, though barefooted, wearing a green velvet? Well, cape? Nick, I prepared a few notes. <laughs> oh no! Let me let me grab my phone. He never here. has notes. He now never I has looked notes. up while I was preparing for this show because I often prepare for my hates, as you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I looked up ten characteristics of a Hobbit. Oh, here we go. I will let you decide how many of these match me. I think I already know how I feel, but okay. <laughs> no beards. Okay. Fat. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Wear bright colours. Well, you see, I've deliberately worn a dark jumper today. Oh, I see. That's oh, like, to throw us off. Yeah, that's like to a throw purple, you off. Yeah. Okay. No shoes. Um, I'm wearing shoes. You are. Hairy feet. I don't I'm not know. Gonna, I'm not going to. We just have to take your word for it. Yeah, Visual exactly. aids. Deep laughs. Okay, laugh. Well, no, I'll no, say, something say, say, say something funny. Say something funny. You look like a And I just like to add, after recording this for 45 episodes, I don't think we've ever had deep or genuine laughs on the no, show. No, I wouldn't have said so. Not um, from us, all the listeners. Long brown fingers. What? I'm going to say that's a no. Good-natured faces. Oh, you do have a good-natured <laughs> face. No. Oh, thanks, thanks, Nick. That's all right. I just put that one in myself. Yeah, I thought you did. Eat a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> You, why you're not saying anything uh, you did when we discussed doing this show I think you did uh, this morning say and we're getting a roast afterwards right we're definitely oh, getting I a roast yeah. hobbits yeah. love that, roasts that's, I imagine that's true yeah and the final one is move quickly and quietly well okay. I think actually saving grace there actually because I don't think you've ever moved how, how dare you <laughs> well no when we were setting up the show this morning he appeared and I didn't even see him he was just suddenly there it was terrifying there you it's go. awful. Yeah. So that is that is why I actually love the book. I think it's wonderful. But when you say that and you look like me, it's not mm. great. Things don't go well. I stormed out of the room. Oh, it was bad. Well, I, bear in mind I was about 18 and very self-conscious at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you grabbed your walking stick. And so, yeah. And I'm going on an adventure. Your Hessian sack of cheeses and bread. <laughs> <laughs> some lemnus bread. I'll take my ring and be on my way. Come it's, on, Gollum. It's, it's funny the things that kind of like sink into your head at a young age because even, even to this day whenever I'm eating a scone uh, and, which is quite frequent I had one before the show um, oh. I like to imagine <laughs> I'm eating lemnus bread Yes. Even now, with all, as old as I get, and there's like that's as much, the famous bread that they could eat, and it would last for like days, isn't it? Yeah, it was something like it always looked like shortbread in the movies. Okay. L wrapped in a in a. But it's in supposed, a it's supposed to of, yeah fill your stomach for days, one bite of it. Oh, yeah. nice. The um uh, and I, I'm going to actually sympathise with you here because when thank you um <laughs> it's about it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I was a little younger, I and I was still at secondary school, uh, we were doing some like uh, Duke of Edinburgh kind of hikes and yeah. stuff. So we were getting out into the wilderness, and um, we went out to uh, I think it was like the Brecon Beacons. We did. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you oh, no, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking. Of, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't on the same one as you, but yeah. I can probably count on one hand the amount of times that you and I have both been out in the wilderness together. And <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a this was a different scenario, uh, and I remember I uh, after five days of walking through uh, quite wet, you know, and kind of dirty landscape, uh, my feet uh, were in quite a bad state by the oh, end of it. Lovely. You know, my shoes were leaking. Nice. It wasn't good. Uh, I did also happen to have a walking stick. Yeah. And I think by the end of the trip, uh, the final day where the sun actually came out, 
uh, I did take my shoes off and walk kind of as uh, Tolkien intended yeah. uh, across the landscape. He uh, came up with barefoot walking. Oh, he did, yeah. Until, yeah, uh, yeah. That was his whole thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, several Hobbit uh, comparisons were drawn. There you go, but you're, but you're a tall you're man. You're quite John. tall, yeah. You're at least average height, I would say. Uh, I do. I have got a very similar build and height to a Hobbit. Yes. We can't get away from that fact. <laughs> and you are, you are quite fond of cider as well. Thank you. <laughs> Again, uh, that was neither a compliment, neither a compliment nor a criticism. Oh, it was right. entirely neutral <laughs> statement. Oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we um, uh, on uh, on uh, my honeymoon, uh, oh. uh, Lucy. Oh, yeah. and oh yes, of you did. I forgot about this uh, little yeah. segue. Uh, Lucy, Where did you go? Lucy and I went to New Zealand, home oh. of the hobbits, uh, and being uh, being responsible adults with mortgages and everything, uh, we decided to go on the Hobbiton tour. Sure. So we get to get to view uh, all the hobbit holes and everything. Yep. And I can imagine I'd be very comfortable living in one of those. They look very, but they're low ceilings. Not for you. Not but for like an average height person. For a normal person. For a normal human yeah, being. Even yeah, even normal size. I can person. imagine it'd be quite cramped. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure well, you'd love it. Well, once for me, again, I'd be, it'd be perfect. Yeah. Not, not to shatter any illusions, but you couldn't go into any of them. Oh, oh it's an outrage. In fact, I think the most advanced ones maybe had like a door and like a meter of hallway okay. behind oh, okay. it. For photo um, opportunities yeah. and such. And the weirdest thing was that it looked just like Gloucestershire. It looked just like <laughs> here, but kind of like transplanted into... Are you trying uh, to suggest I'm in my native habitat? Yes. Is that where you're going with this? Well, yes. it's kind of hard when you're trying to explain to people, they're like, oh, I see you've come to visit Hobbiton. You know, yeah. where are you from? And I'm like, well, you know, the, the actual Hobbiton. Yeah, back from, back yeah. home in Gloucestershire. Yeah. yeah, I'm from a place that looks exactly like yeah. this halfway around this the world. This is actually modelled on my house. Yeah, and that, actually, this is a bit worse yeah. than home, so I'm going to go. Yeah. Well, like I said, the, the only weird thing was it looked exactly like the rolling green hills of Gloucestershire, Sure. except it was like 48 degrees centigrade. Oh, see, that is okay, better. That yeah. is better yeah. than, than this. <laughs> you, Nick, Nick is really rolling with this one. <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, you're going on the tour, but like um, the gardeners are having to water like every apple tree, like every five minutes, lest it burst into flames. Yeah. It was just so warm. Right. And it, and, it was and it was beautiful, but it's like, oh, do you want to pose in front of a Hobbit house? And I'm like, yeah, but if I, we've got like a 10 second window before yeah. I pass out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> sure, sure. Please yeah. do it quickly. And when you made it to the end of the tour, mm. you did get to go into the Green Dragon pub. Lovely. I believe. Oh. And they had a, a, a kind of like a very exotic treat, which was a an earthenware mug of hard cider. Lovely. Hard? As in alcoholic. Alcoholic. Oh, not solid. Not like a block of cider that you licked. Iced, iced, high, <laughs> I believe, iced hard delicious. cider. I believe what you're describing is an apple. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, they are. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Those hard balls of cider yeah. hanging from trees. Cider spheres. I sort of have a secondary dimension to this hate in that I did not care for the Hobbit movies. Oh. I, yeah, mean, no, I love the book. But splitting it up into three movies is just no seems, good. Seems a little excessive, doesn't it? Yeah. It's well, not quite the epic adventure that its uh, predecessor was. Well, no, and that's hardly the, that's hardly the most controversial opinion that's no, being said on the stage I didn't today. Think so. No, no. You also have that really weird thing where they did the, didn't they do like the super high frame rate they did. kind of thing? Mm. The weird consequence being that it looked cheaper than yeah. it actually was. It yeah. made like all the special effects look worse yeah it was really weird, odd weird actually choice yeah it was a backward step in my opinion from lord of the rings but lord of the rings is ace well it's a masterpiece lord Indeed. of the rings frankly the books and the uh, and the movies yeah there you go there we go I just, it's just something that's been playing on my mind for a long time i think about it now and then and i thought this was the perfect opportunity to bring it up how long have you been like holding that in 
Oh, well, a, num a number of years. I'm, I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> would you like to talk more about your feelings? Yeah, I think I would. Do you want to um, lie down? I'm 33 now, mm. and the original conversation was the first year of university, so I was 18. Okay, yeah. I was, and there was, a, there was a girl involved oh. who I liked, and she laughed. Oh, oh that's So a shame. I was like, oh, all right, forget that then. Yep. And you've just been hanging on to this like a little hate diamond inside you all this time. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Exactly that. Compressing it. And it's just coming out on a public forum now. <laughs> Was she like this girl? Was she like twice your height? That's very rude, but yet <laughs> somewhat accurate. We'll go to, okay, we'll tell you what then. To, to cleanse the palate, mm. should we flip over into the loves? Let's. I think it's getting a bit too real here. So, yeah. Nick, I'm feeling a, a bit bitter. Do you, have a topic, do you have a topic of love to bring to the I table? I do have a topic of love, and it's another uh, book format. If you oh, can, good. If you can count... Seeing as that's what we asked for. <laughs> if you can count books with buttons that make noises as a format of storytelling, which I would say you can't, Okay. Um, I really like choose-your-own-adventure books, ah. where you, they're usually of a fantasy nature, although there are some other genres, and it's the kind where you read a paragraph and it says, if you turn left at the old oak tree, turn to page 312. Yeah. And if you turn right, you're dead. What? You know, that's End of book. End of book, start again. Set fire to book. Yeah. I, I loved them. I loved them. And I think, I think it was born out of the fact that when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed any video games, but my mum would, <laughs> would just buy me books. If I said I want that book, bam, book, game. Lovely. That's how I ended up in that position with that scary book, because yeah. mum just bought me books. Um, but this, there you are, son. Yeah. But this was like almost a video game book. I'm gonna, I've uh, never done one of these, but I'm aware of them. Uh, I've got many at home, so if you want to borrow one... No. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to 100% agree with you here, because I had an amazing one of these as a kid. Yeah. And um, it had, like, in addition to choosing your adventure uh, as you went along and, like, different paths you could take, it came with, like, uh, accessories. So it had, like, a couple of dice yes. you could roll. And it came in, like, a sort of pouch with a popper yes. on it. Yes, yes. it had, like, yes. a leather pouch. Yeah. No, not a leather pouch, like a cheap plastic like, pouch. Like faux yeah. leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And it was supposed to symbolise leather. Yeah, kind yeah. of make, put you in the idea of leather. I understand. You know. yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. I feel this is going back to, like, your hate was because... <laughs> You had don't, like don't compare it. You had a you had a book which was blending mm. music and that kind of like annoyed you. But here you have like a book well. which is blending like action and adventure and it's kind of like a game. And that was fine. And that was absolutely fine. Yeah, just don't dwell too much on that point. Okay. okay. Just move on from that. I also I remember like probably hoping you wouldn't gonna bring that up, to be honest. I, I did actually think this when I was preparing the <laughs> oh, show. They won't like, bring it up. They yeah, won't bring it up. They won't notice. We'll be too kept caught up in the yeah, show. Yeah. Go on! Yep, go on. Well, one of, one of the coolest things about this one was uh, you could gain, I remember, a psychic power at some point okay. in the game. Oh, okay, okay, very cool, very and cool. that power was represented by a kind of like clear bit of perspex that looked like an eye. Oh. And it had, it had lots of little holes cutting it. Oh. And then every time you had to solve a psychic puzzle, oh, you put it over. You put it over like a bunch of, of uh, letters and words. And then the, oh answer, the answer would shine through. Oh my. That sounds great. amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And actually, further disproving my topic of hate, I remember being... <laughs> you were scared, uh, weren't you? I was... <laughs> I, it's, it's almost like we're complete hypocrites, isn't it? <laughs> I remember being really creeped out by a couple of the illustrations because they had, like, all these monsters you had to fight yeah, in a dungeon yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. They often had very, like, uh, rich, almost engraved-style black-and-white ink illustrations. Really, really cool stuff. Of, from, from the sort of older era of fantasy illustration. I'm, I'm being cool. quiet here because I'm genuinely learning something. Yeah. I've never, you've never, never, you've never done one of, one of these. these. Never. No. no. Oh, you're missing out. They were fantastic. Well, but although, I've missed the boat now, haven't I? So. Well, that's I why I'm know. listening. Uh, although, although they were born out of 
a desire to have an interactive game experience, but yeah. I wasn't allowed any video games. I think in many ways I ended up liking them more than a lot of video games because there is something kind of, for example, to succeed, you have to play them multiple times because you will yeah. sometimes take a dead end and you'll fall down a pit and That into must spikes. be devastating. To some extent After it all is, that time. but what you're doing every time you play is you're drawing a map. Right. So you never make that turning again because you remember that that's where Wait, the spike sorry, is. Sorry, were you, were you actually drawing a map? I was actually drawing a map. Yeah. Were you meant to draw a map? It encourages it in the intro text. Okay, okay. Yeah, you'd have like a pencil, dice, a notebook. Yeah. And you will need a sandwich, <laughs> pencil, dice. A scone, some yeah. lemon bread. <laughs> Somewhere to sleep. <laughs> Somewhere to cry, a shoulder to cry on. The thing that kind of like bugged me was the knowledge that you only followed one pathway through the story mm. and that you were always going to miss something. And to my, to my brain, that just drove me mad. Oh, okay. That like, doesn't bother I, me at all. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely had to see everything. Right. And would that you could do, lead oh, you that sounds like that would take forever. Well, would you do the thing where if you, um, if you made a mistake or like if you died, oh. you, you save your place and kind of like turn back? Yeah, that's the, that's the dangerous thing, isn't it? So it's very easy to uh, die. And then be like, well, I'll just turn left instead of right. Did you ever do that? I did. Be honest now. I did. Until I started, until my career began, like, in seriousness. And okay. I started mapping. And then I was like, no, I I'm, must I'm making a map. The whole point of the map is that I now know where the death is. Now I'll go back. Because quite often, you could do better then. Because you'd be able to, you know, not waste energy and life points on battles you didn't need. And you can instead take a better route and stuff. But... Did you ever do badly on purpose? No. As in, what's the worst I can do this? <laughs> how bad? How quickly could it be over? How quickly over? could I die? Well, surely the worst you could do it would be to, I don't know, just put it down? Yeah. Like, surely, like, not... That's your solution to everything. <laughs> just put the book down. You can't, Too scary, put it down. You can't put all your problems down. <laughs> I, uh, I had another one as a kid, uh, and the difference with this one was... Uh, it wasn't it wasn't fantasy setting. Okay. It was set in like an old abandoned seaside town. Oh no! I want to say was it Margate? Maybe it was Margate. I don't know. But the idea was you were ghost hunters, and you would kind of make your way around the around the town. Okay. And it was kind of like the goal was you were ghost hunters, but you didn't want to see ghosts because that right. was that was a bad outcome. Like because if you if you turn the page and, and the saw... job description in that must be very well, counterintuitive. I, I, I must admit, looking back, I'm not entirely sure what they sought to gain from the whole enterprise. <laughs> but yeah, the idea was that every time you saw a ghost, yeah, like your 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 terror meter, like you're, oh, like of, you're, you're going insane. Basically. Yeah, or like your well, it was a kid's book. It wasn't quite that intense, but like your spooky meter would start filling. Oh, you're spooked out, and, and you'd have to like press a key on a piano to show how scared <laughs> you were, sort of thing. That's the spookiest music yeah. in the world. It, it came with a slider, basically, if oh. I recall. Like, so you could, like, that little marker, and you would push it up the scale for every ghost encounter you had. Sure, sure. And I think the idea was that you had to, like, solve a mystery or uncover, like... Before you went full-on insane. Yeah, right. and, and all the ghosts, like, the ghosts weren't too horrific. They mm. looked more like the kind of... Um, you know the Ghostbusters logo? Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The white, the, the white like. Yeah, he's like he's like. A, he's <laughs> like, a, like that. that was great. Yeah, he's, that he's was like, really good. Yeah. He's like a soft, friendly pillow ghost. Okay. But nevertheless, so why was he causing such terror? Well, there were many. Because okay. well, I think if you <laughs> were they, were I they... challenge you, Chris. Oh, Ray. go on then. I think if a ghost that looked lovely and pillowy but did just float into this room translucently, I think that might freak you out. A dash. I respectfully disagree. Okay, okay. Good, I, good talk. I, good. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's that's the thing. It was like if you're playing a fantasy choose your own adventure, mm. there was a, a risk or a fear of dying or being hurt because you're often like a, a warrior or a barbarian or something. Yeah. yeah. But because this was more in the real world and, <laughs> and it was ostensibly a king's book, <laughs> they were like, well, the ghosts aren't actually hurting you. They're more kind of like just messing with your mind. They're yeah. just uh, They're undermining you, you subtly. Yeah. yeah. Reminding you of you'll, your ne own. you'll never make it in your chosen profession. <laughs> Whoa. You'll be stuck in admin all your life. Yeah. I mean, the ghosts are scary, but what's really scary is the reality of growing, growing old. Of course. Know, which is why um, it, it represents. You that message earlier, didn't it? And, um, but I always remember like every scenario where you were about to encounter a ghost, it would be like the page turn. So they go like, oh. oh, you enter the lighthouse, but suddenly you hear a noise behind you and you turn and it would go like dot, dot, dot. And it would go like, go to number 72. Okay. Could it, could it be like, like you turn and then you could choose sort of left or on the radio? Well, this is maybe like, <laughs> this, well, no, this is- scare it away. This is where, this was maybe a failing of the book because right. You knew, even as a kid, you knew that, like, well, I've lost now. Yeah, because 72 is going to be boom. But, but you're going to make me go through the rigmarole of turning to 72 just to see a spoopy ghost that goes, <laughs> Did oh. it make you jump? Did it yeah. make you jump? Uh, well, yeah, I guess oh. it did a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Or, you don't sound convinced. Wow, your first hate is in tatters now. It, it kind of is. I think <laughs> we, are, we are doing a great job of contradicting ourselves. I we think really more are. than anything, I was just frustrated at that point because it's like, okay, well, look, I know it's a ghost. You yeah. know, but if you'd only seen a ghost like three times, you could like carry on. Sure. But it's like, if what, the you... same ghost or different ghosts? Well, the ghost looked... <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, care I'm caring too much, aren't I? Oh, it's but... Craig. He's back. All right. The ghosts looked vaguely similar. Like maybe there was like a shared genus in like their family tree. Okay. Kind oh, of thing. Right. I, I buy it. But it was kind of odd, the idea that like seeing one ghost, which like shatters your belief in like what, what's real and what isn't. It's like, oh, good, good grief, a ghost, like, you know, the paranormal is real. But seeing it once is fine. Yeah. Seeing, yeah. It, seeing it twice is fine. Seeing it three times is fine. That's like habit forming. You think yeah, you're probably okay like, oh, about that they're okay now. But the moment you see a fourth identical ghost. Nope, I'm out. It's suddenly too ah! much. <laughs> and again, a kid's book, so nothing bad happened. But sure. basically the, the law is if you've been spooked four times, <laughs> you basically get in your car and leave. Right, and I that, see. And that was like the fail state. That was how, and that was how it ended. And then gibber and cry on your bed for the rest of your life. That does just seem like you've pushed through the fear factor, and then all of a sudden, no, I'm done. Turns out it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. never mind. You got one? Oh, do, do I ever love? Yeah, um, my love, and again, this is a bit of an inversion of a formula, a little bit. Uh. So my book love <laughs> has an element How of... How many times have we inverted <laughs> ourselves in this? Format is king, we've been saying yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's a sad love because it's a lost love. I used to, oh. love, I used to love lying in bed and reading. Just, just for hours, mm. hours and hours. I know, I know. And the problem is, <laughs> is that I can't seem to do that anymore, right. uh, for many reasons. One being that everything hurts now, <laughs> and lying in, uh, like lying in one position for any length of time, just my back starts hurting. Right. Okay. So how, how's the book you're reading? Oh, it'd be a real page turner if I could physically turn the page. <laughs> well, also, uh, it's. It's, it's this kind of uh, constant guilty work ethic I suffer from, where like um, you should be doing something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, entirely. Like I, I used to like like the idea of getting up early, then coming back to bed and just lying with a book and going, "Oh, this is amazing!" Like I'm off on a on a word adventure <laughs> or something like that. A word adventure. Uh, and now it's like I just get that little voice in the back of my head that's like, uh, 
Well, because we've been doing a lot of DIY on our house, which is like, you know, you know, the, the stairwell could be I could, like I could another... be doing some grouting. <laughs> I could get the angle grinder out yeah. and like really bevel that edge. You haven't done your tax <laughs> return, John. And I guess like the final reason why I can't enjoy this as much anymore is that um, I don't, I find like, I can't hold like a book above my head <laughs> for like the length of time that would really involve getting invested. Have you ever bones? fallen asleep halfway through and dropped a book on your head? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> That's it's worse when it's adult. your phone. <laughs> well, but maybe this is why I know. Like they say, like oh, you know, bad habits. Everyone's like taking their phone to the to bed and like they're browsing the internet before bed. And everyone says like oh, this is a terrible habit. But frankly, if the alternative is giving yourself a mild concussion because you've dropped like a hardback book on your forehead, then oh, yeah. never, never read a hardback book in bed. Yeah. This is the never. problem. Never, uh, Lucy, Lucy, <laughs> paperbacks and I, only. Uh, Lucy and I are fans of a fantasy author called Brandon Sanderson, mm. and um, uh, the problem the problem is is that he doesn't write small books. They're always massive. I, I, what I, a monster! I, I, <laughs> mo monstrous was the next word I was going to. Yeah, he's just. Uh, he didn't think of your health at all when he was writing these thing? books, did he? It's think like, of your fused bones in your hands. You know, like when you have uh, carpal tunnel syndrome, you can get like those braces for your arms. Yes, yes. That's basically what I need, or some kind of like A frame. If I'm lying on my back, I need like a steel A frame to go over my yeah. head just to support the thing. Can you imagine turning up to like say a gym? If we were to ever go to a gym with your hand in a cast. <laughs> oh no, John, what have you done? Oh, he's written another long one. He's written another long novel. I've done Brandon. my arm. And it's like a guy in the corner who's like just got like, uh, yeah. you know, Proust or something like yeah, that. He's got yeah. materials yeah. in one hand. <laughs> and a protein bar. He's got yeah. the other. War and peace in each hand. I'm doing it. I out, bro. It's really challenging me, like <laughs> deep inside. Um, so yeah, so um, I think the latest book, the latest volume in the, the Stormlight Archive series has come out, and almost as a point, he made it like, I think like one thousand and one pages or something like that. Right? Yeah, he's yeah, doing he, it on purpose. Yeah, now. no, he did it on purpose because that number had like significance in the story. Really? And and the Would problem. Would not have to drag out what he was actually writing to meet that? Yeah, he, number he best of pages. had twenty pages of content, and he was ah. Oh. How do I drag this? Oh, put the in there. Uh, put I, another couple of illustrations, in there. pop up page. But I feel like spell out the numbers. But look, I, <laughs> but I feel that's there's if there's one genre you can get away with that. It's, it's fantasy. It's fantasy. Oh yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know Tolkien. Let's go back to him. Let's blame him. He said he oh, yeah. he set the he's bar really here. Blame for all of this. It's like oh let's just throw another epilogue in. You know let's yeah. find out who married who in, in yeah. which three hundred years later. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like this show's been a bit blamey on fantasy authors. You're yeah. blaming J.R. Tolkien for being treated for my personal for, trauma for your height basically. Yeah. You're blaming Brandon Sanderson <laughs> yeah. for knocking you out before bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just I mean we're at a literary festival. I'm just saying. Tough gig. Yeah. Right. Glad they're not here. <laughs> yeah. So, Know, know your audience, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So that that is my that is my lost love. Those kind of like wasted hours where I could just no, I bury myself you. in I a book. Yeah. I can get on board with that. Yes. That's probably sure. the only thing we've agreed on so far. Yeah. Probably. That's pretty good. So it's a good show. <laughs> considering considering we never agree on anything, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. 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 Well, do you have a? Do you have I a love? do have a love, and I'm, I apologise for bringing the tone of this up. How dare you? I'm terribly sorry about that. Uh, my love is a chap called Nigel Dobbin who was an artist on Sonic the Comic and done many other things that you're probably more familiar with than I am. 
Uh, yeah, no, he was uh, he was a very uh, well respected and, and much loved uh, comic book artist in the UK. He works on uh, yeah. 2000 AD, number of titles like that. And he did he did a sort of he doesn't didn't know me from Adam, but I requested from him because he worked on Sonic the Comic, which well, inspired well, let, us. Yeah, let's yes. give a give a give, give yeah, a bit of context. Give, give a bit of context. context. Yeah. Inspired us to create our own Sonic the Hedgehog based characters when you were at school. When we were at school, yes. and we carried that into adulthood to an extent. Yeah. I wrote to him and said, hey, Nigel, you don't know me from Adam, but how about drawing my character, Sticks the Cat? <laughs> and God bless him, he went, yep, no problem, here you go. And this is the guy who you've been reading as a kid. Yeah, like a hero of a, yours. A hero, yeah. almost. And you think, wow, that is amazing. And I've still got the picture. What a legend. Um, and, yeah, and I kept in touch with him because we actually had the same birthday. Huh. Um, and so we kept in touch sort of now and then via Facebook and things like that. And he actually did another illustration for your wedding, John. He did. Again, didn't ask for a penny, didn't ask for anything. Just went, here you go, Chris. And we presented that to you at your wedding. Oh, yeah. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's hanging in the study at home. It's just, uh, it's me. I mean, I think uh, he took a photo of me yeah. and drew some of like old childhood characters kind of like uh, yeah. around yeah. the edge. And I'm, 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 apologies for getting on a bit of a downer, but he passed away recently. He did. Uh, which was really sad and really sudden. Um, so I just thought at the literary festival especially, it would be a good opportunity just to honour him and say how much, uh, how grateful I am for everything he did over the years for someone who we didn't really know. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it, it, was, it was so sad and sudden because I, um, I never had the pleasure of interacting with him yeah. in the way you did. But I, I kind of knew a lot of people who by association worked with him uh, you know, collaborated with him and by all accounts he was just the loveliest guy in yeah, the world. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. So yeah. God bless him. He's a hero. You know, you've just ended on a respectable I've note. Yeah, that is the again the most respectable thing we've probably ever said. Well, in nearly fifty episodes, it had to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah, an actual serious note. Well, are we going to plug our wares now? Well, I was actually going well, to say, given that we respect format so highly on this show. Oh, we do. And We're actually it, running sort of on time. I know it's, it's astonishing. Um, I guess the real question, as we always ask, is which one won out, be it love or hate. And I think on that wonderful note you ended yeah. on, I think, I think I it think has to be love. It's got to be love. I disagree. <laughs> you always disagree. I always disagree. You're Just famous. Me. Someone's got to dispute these things. We've got to have drama and, like, intrigue. I'll be honest with you. About 25 minutes ago, I felt very bitter. Yeah? Very bitter. Okay. Now I feel what, less because, because we forced this upon you? Because we dragged you onto the stage? Just, well, no, just the subjects we were talking about. <laughs> oh, I see. I see, left yeah. a very bitter taste in my mouth, John. A very bitter taste. So, yeah, I'll go with hate. It's <laughs> often, it often can't... Well, okay, so wait, no. Wait. I'm saying hate, I think you you're going, saying love. No, I'll stick love. with hate. You're, out, with you're hate. outvoted. All right. Love well, this is, this is a pointless conversation then, love really, wins. isn't it? Love wins. Good. <laughs> good, good for good, us. I'm glad. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess on that note, uh, we should probably uh, stop harassing this lovely audience yes. who's been listening for the past hour or so. I uh, just want to say thank you for being such a captive audience uh, while you've been enjoying your food. Um, once again, my name's John. My name's Nick. I'm Chris. And at least two-thirds of the people on this stage uh, run a, a, li a little publishing company called Big Punch Studios, where yeah. we occasionally let our friends tag along. <laughs> and he's here today. That's nice. Uh, and if you have enjoyed listening to us and you'd like to find us, uh, you can get hold of a show wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for a show called Hate. And uh, or yeah. search for Big Punch Studios. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Thank everybody. You. Thank Cheers. you so much, everyone. Goodbye.